It is time for the 10 and Jam Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. How are you doing out there, T-Dog? Welcome back. Doing good, Jay, man. Uh, thanks to you and our good buddy Evan Webb for filling in for me last week. Uh, fun show. Listen back to it uh, Thursday. And uh, yeah, thanks for the digs to my uh, to my Yankee fandom. Oh, there. absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know what? There might be some more digs tonight. On, That's uh, completely fine. Any, it's, any, any of your fandom. It's, it's free fandom. game. And uh, it's episode 299, Jay, man. Three hundo next week. Next huh? week. What are we going to do? 300 next week. Ba- and then... Bake us a cake. Yeah, we're, we're a big fan of cake desserts. So, uh, and then episode 301, the following week, we decided today that will be our college football preview. We're going to do it before sure. week zero instead of week one. And then two weeks later, so that'd be episode 303, will be our NFL preview. So, a lot of fun episodes coming up for sure. Five, only like maybe two or three episodes left where it's going to be kind of a struggle to talk about things before, uh, football starts and that's yes. when uh, things start taking off we'll get through it we I'm always find here. a way yeah we always do T- tonight might be a little rough but we'll always get through it there are two um three big 10 teams that play on week zero uh, nebraska illinois. northwestern oh, illinois. and uh wyoming illinois yeah yeah i about said who's the other team forgot nebraska plays northwestern so yeah uh, nebraska's 12 point favorites i was gonna say i uh <laughs> I may have hit that one on DraftKings already or not. No, have you? So, yeah. How much money did you lose last year on DraftKings, or or did you win? I or wasn't. It wasn't significant one way or the other. So yeah. it was pretty close. I th- I'm guessing I lost, but it was pretty close. But I'm up this year because of the Avalanche. So. Oh, that's right. How much did you end up? Uh, how much did you end up pocketing there? Uh, I think 130. I think I pocketed 130 on like a twenty dollar bet, I think, or something. So it's quite the profit. Yeah, uh, put a bet on them right when the playoffs started. Did the same thing last year. Would have won more last <clears> year, but then they they choked it away last year. But not this year. They came they came through for me. I remember I put a future. Um, after I tell this story, you can get to the birdie bogey. Oh no! Um, take I put time. a take future time. on. Illinois basketball to win the Big Ten in the 2019-2020 season. I did it before the season thinking, eh, I might throw five bucks on there or something. I think I would have won 150 or so. And then Illinois gets, uh, if they would have just not blown a 14-point lead to Maryland um, in December, they would have won the Big Ten. Um, so that's uh, that's the J-man's luck there. Oh, I remember but, that, uh, uh, that Maryland game pretty well. Oh, I remember that Maryland game real well. I'm sure you Real do. well. I'm that sure was a bad did. one. It wasn't one of the better ones. We always no. remember the bad over the good, don't we? Yeah, I I never remember the good. Rarely remember the good. Uh oh, my camera's going out, Jay. Man, that's usually not a good sign. Once was... the camera goes out, that usually means the audio is going to go out. But <laughs> that's great. We're going to try to get the camera back mm-hmm. on here. Um, I was going to say your, your your camera went out about a minute ago, and I didn't know if you'd realized it. And uh, no, I was on, uh, I was sharing a, our episode on the socials, mm-hmm. but uh, usually when the camera goes out, the audio goes out. But I'm going to try to get through a birdie or bogey real quick before I start uh, fixing everything here. Let's hear it. So I had three different options, but I went with the football option this week. Who is the only active quarterback? who is the all-time leader in passing yards for the team they still play for. Still play for. All-time leader in passing yards for the team they still play. Man, that's a really good question. Um, obviously, active quarterbacks, correct? Correct. 
Um, man, that's a good one. Um, Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenumllc.com. Get your veggies. I have a two-stroke lead on you. Trying to make it a three-stroke lead. Uh, we I am will still see. working on trying to get this camera back. All right. so. I, you know, I will riff off some uh, baseball talk here. <clears throat> Trade deadline happened over, uh, well, I guess it was last Tuesday. It happened. Um, some surprising moves, some not-so-surprising moves. Um, a not-so-surprising move was Juan Soto was traded, and Evan and I talked about this a little last week. He is not like a missing piece to a team. He is the piece. How often do we see guys that are 23 years old <clears throat> that have played six years, five years uh, in Major League Baseball at an elite level I mean, you're talking a guy who has a 428 career on base percentage. 428 career on base percentage. He's 23 years old, 119 career homers, 538 career slugging, 966 career OPS. I mean, you're you're talking Mike Trout, Barry Bonds type numbers almost. Um, he's only 23 years old. I'm trying to look up Barry Bonds' career on base percentage, which is ridiculous. His career on base percentage is 444. Juan Soto's at the age of 23, his career on base is only 16 points lower than Barry Bond's career on base percentage. That is absurd. Just absurd. And the Washington Nationals decided to trade him away, even though he was under team control for another um, for another two seasons. For another, they could have had him for another two seasons, but they traded him away. They got maybe the greatest package of prospects in the history of baseball that have ever been traded. Uh, Robert Hassell, James Wood, uh, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Jarlin Susana, I think his name is. Uh, fantastic crew of prospects. But you're looking, Robert Hassell was in Fort Wayne this year. That's single A. Um, ten caps. James Wood. Uh, yes, the 10 caps. James James Wood. Um, if my computer allows me, he was also in single A because I just took him, I think, in the second round last year. Um, he was in, yeah, he <clears throat> he was in Lake Elsinore, which is uh, which is their lower single A. He's tearing it up down there, but again, far away from the majors. Um, C.J. Abrams was one of their top prospects. He's a shortstop, only twenty one years old. He was a top ten pick in two thousand nineteen. He has been at the major league level this year. Um, struggled a little bit, but one of the top prospects in baseball. He is close, obviously, to being a major league contributor. Mackenzie Gore was having a really good year uh, pitching for them, and then he got hurt. Uh, he is only 22 years old as well, 23 years old. He was their first-round pick back in uh, 2017. Um, he was having a good year, struggled there towards the end, and then he got hurt. Uh, before he got hurt, he was struggling a little bit. But, again, 23 years old. Guy who can be on your major league roster, major league rotation. They might shut him down for the year. I'm not sure the extent of his injury. Um, but you you trade a Juan Soto who's 23 years old. I saw a stat. I think it was over 50% of the players that played in the Futures game this year were older than Juan Soto. And Juan wow. Soto has almost 2,000 career. He, he has over 2,000 career, almost 2,500 career plate appearances at the big league level already while hitting 291, 428 on base, 538 slugging. Um, 
at zero defensive value whatsoever, but that doesn't matter um, at all. His, his offensive numbers, he had a 7.1 war last year, uh, which is one of the tops in the National League. He's going to be a perennial MVP candidate and turn into one of the greatest hitters in the history of the game. Um, and the Washington Nationals traded him at 23. It's just, it's befuddling. You you look at some of the guys that they had and now no longer have. I mean, obviously Bryce Harper, uh, Anthony Rendon, now Juan Soto. They had uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, this is a team that could have won so many World Series, and they didn't even make a run at signing Bryce Harper. They traded Max Scherzer away. was the end of his deal last year, so it made sense, and he's getting older. Uh, but the Juan Soto trade, I, I know he turned down your $440 million, and they're probably a little perturbed by that. They, they were so mad at that that they made him charter his own plane to the All-Star game. Wouldn't even charter a plane for him. Uh, they wanted him to fly coach <laughs> the, uh, to get to the All-Star game, which which is just petty, uh, for one. Um, he turned out a lot of money. And he, he was in every position to turn out a lot of money. Now he gets to go to a team that is going to be a winner for a while in San Diego in one of the greatest cities in the U.S. Um, so I, I think Juan Soto made out uh, made out pretty well in this deal. It's weird to me. You know, San Diego's usually looked at as a small market team, whether mm-hmm. it's NFL or MLB. And here they are in MLB just going all in. Fernando Tatis. Of course, who was in their system? Manny Machado, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and now Juan Soto. It's it's kind of refreshing to see for the sport, to be honest. Yeah, they, it it really is. They haven't been to the playoffs in a full season because they made it in twenty twenty, the COVID shortened year, uh, since two thousand six. But really, this haven't is their taken greatest... seriously since they made the World no. Series against the Yankees in ninety eight. No, so. they, they, I don't. Even, they haven't won a postseason series since then. I know. I no. think they even got swept. By St. Louis, I want to say in 2006. Um, so yeah, it's it, it is refreshing. We need some new blood, especially in the National League. When the Dodgers, mm-hmm. Dodgers still, even with Juan Soto being on the Padres, are still 15 and a half games up. Right, right. Uh, they are the cream of the crop in baseball. Yep. They have a five and a half game lead um, right now for best record in the sport. Um, it, and obviously you get to a postseason series and it's just kind of a crapshoot. Anything can happen. Um, but they they are just a they're, – they're a juggernaut. They are what the Yankees were in the 90s. They just haven't won the World Series like the Yankees have. Good point. Um, so it, it is nice that a team in their division like the Padres are starting to um, try to make a run at the Dodgers. Uh, and they're not going to do it this year, but next year they absolutely could. Uh, but and as you said, uh, for, or yeah, Fernando Tatis will be back hopefully by September. They're thinking he hasn't played all year, and they still find themselves <clears throat> um, winning a, a wild card spot. They have the last spot right now. They're a game and a half up on Milwaukee uh, for that final wild card spot because the Phillies have gotten hot. I have not realized that they're twelve games over five hundred. Anyway, um, adding a. Um, Juan Soto obviously helps their lineup and not to mention they added Josh Bell as well from the Nationals who had been one of the best offensive first basemen in the National League this year and they added Brandon Drury from the Reds who was having a really good year he can play third base for them or all over the infield I guess Manny Machado will lock down third base there Um, but then then you add a Fernando Tatis back it's one of the best um, acquisitions in a sense you can get uh, for the second half of the year after not playing all year so uh 
they are well positioned to uh, be maybe, I would say, even the second most dangerous team in the National League heading into the playoffs, assuming they don't choke. They choked last year and ended up missing it. Um, this roster is too good to choke again, uh, but we will see. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, that was a trade that was not surprising whatsoever. I'm really glad he did not end up in St. Louis, though. Took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was just going to bring yeah. up because you talked about that a lot last week that you were going to give up watching baseball pretty much yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh I, I i can deal with him on the Padres. i i could have even dealt with him on the dodgers um as well it, it would have sucked but uh he he ended up at a spot if the cubs weren't going to try to make a deal for him uh san diego's not the worst spot for him to end up i've always kind of liked the padres petco park supposedly gorgeous um but you know, they're a fun team to watch too you know it's funny that you said i've kind of always liked the padres because i was listening to a podcast today and it was a uh, I think there was a Lions fan on there, and he goes, you know what I hate? Because I hate when Viking fans and Packers fans say to me, you know, I've always kind of liked the Lions. He goes, <laughs> I've never liked you guys. I've hated you guys. He goes, that's the ultimate slap in the face to a team you like. Kinda Somebody kind of said, I've always kind of liked them, kind of like saying, well, you've never really been a serious contender in our minds. Yeah. So, because that, I feel like a lot that, of people are going to say true. that about the Lions, because yeah. the Lions are this year's hard knocks team. So. I completely forgot about Hard Knocks. I don't even know if I watched it last year. I did not watch it last, last year. year. Chargers last year. I don't think I did watch that it the year last before. Year. No, that was the COVID year. Where it was the Rams and Chargers. Was it who? Okay, so they did it somebody else last year. I'm going to look it up. Look was up. it Vegas last year? Or has Vegas done it? Uh, Vegas did it in 2019, I think. Oh, it was the okay. uh, it was the Cowboys last year. Yeah, I didn't watch it. And they did the in season with the Colts. That's right. I remember the in season one. I, didn't I did watch not. I haven't watched one. the last two years. I did not watch the COVID one uh, either. So. I might have to watch this year. I it, there was something. Obviously, I hate the Cowboys. Um, I I wonder what HBO's ratings were because you either love the Cowboys or you hate them. Well, uh, now so I'm, I'm not sure they're going to get a lot of uh, casual fans tuning into that one. Well, now in the rumors, you know, with this. Uh, with the, the discovery and time war acquisition and supposedly going to move HBO max into their discovery platform mm. that could really screw a lot of things up. Yeah. I hate it because I love HBO max. I don't um, know why they're doing it, but no, I, I have seen that um, they're already pulling a bunch of stuff off of HBO max, which yep. is not fun. Um, they but, want it uh, to be, they want a lot of their new releases to be in theaters at least 60 days, I believe. 45 okay. days or 60 days before they put it on streaming. So, Which makes sense. That's, that's where you make your money still is in the theater. Right. right. So, well, back to baseball. Sorry. For that um, <laughs> as far as the Cubs go, I talked about the Scott Efros trade a little bit last week. Um, the Cubs traded David Robertson to the Phillies for Ben Brown, who is one of the top pitching prospects in the Phillies organization, who missed a majority of 2021 with an injury and all of 2020. Uh, with an injury, I believe he had Tommy John surgery, but he has been fantastic this year. He's already a top 15 prospect now in the Cubs organization. Uh, and he had a fantastic first start uh, for the Tennessee Smokies in double A, where he struck out nine over five innings. Uh, they traded Michael Givens for a uh, right-handed reliever prospect for the Mets. Uh, Saul Gonzalez, I think his name is. Uh, don't know much about him, um, but the, Notable moves that they 
did not make were um, holding on to Wilson Contreras after an entire season um, of them talking about how Wilson is definitely going to be gone. Um, the three weeks leading up to the trade deadline, Wilson Contreras was terrible at the plate. You could tell it was really weighing on him in that final homestand before the trade deadline. It was like kind of a going away party uh, for Wilson. They gave him standing ovations every time he came up to the play. He was in tears walking off the field for the last time. Uh, his final game before the trade deadline, when they were in San Francisco, he just kind of took it all in thinking it was going to be the last time he put on a Chicago Cubs uniform. And then he just, they don't trade him. It, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, now the track record of catchers being traded at the deadline, especially rental catchers at the deadline is not very good. Um, the trade packages aren't very good. For those guys and Jed Hoyer, Cubs general manager, even said that the, it wasn't worth it to even trade him because they weren't going to get anything um, worth what they thought he was worth. Um, but at the same time, I think they did him dirty. Um, Marquee Network <clears throat> even played it up off last week, it, just trying to get ratings, to be honest, because the ratings are so far down because the Ricketts have screwed everything up um, <laughs> for a couple years now. But uh they played it up as final game in Wrigley. It was this whole sad thing. Um, and then they don't trade him. Um, and they, they, they did him dirty because, I mean, they just they screwed him over. <clears throat> they hadn't had any um, um, extension talks uh, with him since 2017. So it's been five years since they had any sort of extension talks. Um, <clears throat> now he's 30 years old. He's on a bad team, for one. I mean, they could have traded him to the Mets, who have tied for the second-best record in baseball with the Yankees. Um, and now he gets to waste away on a bad team. Comes a free agent after this year. He, They will probably give him a qualifying offer, which if he turns down the qualifying offer and goes into free agency, uh, then the team who signs him will lose a draft pick. He's not worth it at this point to lose a draft pick to sign. So he's probably going to have to sign a very weak deal uh, with something, if he if he'd even get a major league deal, it's even hard to um, think he wouldn't get a major league deal. But teams aren't going to want to go up a draft pick for him, um, so that's one thing. He'd be smart to accept the qualifying offer. However, I do think this kind of helps um, the case of Wilson Contreras being back next year. They could sign him to a shorter extension, uh, which I think he'd be very willing to sign because he is. Uh, he's. I mean, he he's been in the Cubs organization since he was 16 years old. And he doesn't want to leave. Clearly doesn't want to leave. Um, even though they're bad, he doesn't want to leave. Um, so, and he's 30 years old. So he, he's at the stage of his career where he's not catching as much as he has. Uh, he has more value as a DH or even first base than he does catching position uh, nowadays. He's not that great defensively. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs kind of reignite trade talks or um, extension talks with uh, Wilson Contreras and they somehow work out a deal um for Wilson Contreras. It, I I've always liked Willie. He's kind of been the heart and soul the past couple of years. And um I was almost sad to see him not traded because he deserves to go to a winner, a team that's actually trying to win. Like the Mets or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Minnesota Twins. Um or even the Padres. Uh who the Padres making that deal for Juan Soto kind of hurt the Cubs in a sense because Cubs were really talking with the Padres about shipping Contreras and Ian Happ uh, to San Diego for a pretty good uh, prospect package. But again, ended up with Juan Soto and Josh Bell, so a lot they did a lot better than uh, 
Wilson Contreras and uh, Ian Happ. But Ian Happ being uh, not being traded was also a uh, little bit of a surprise, less of a surprise than Wilson Contreras. Uh, I thought the Cubs should have sold high on Ian Happ. Uh, he did have one more year of control, but obviously the uh, trade offers were not there for him. So, uh, yeah, Cubs um, Cubs roster for the most part stayed intact besides the bullpen. Um, they were kind of hurt. Wade Miley's injury really hurt because he would have been a guy that would have been uh, sought after pretty hard at the deadline. Drew Smiley as well. He got hurt, um, and they didn't have many trade offers for him. So, uh, yeah, this bad Cubs team kind of stayed intact. I was, I was kind of looking forward to uh, the roster being completely torched and then being the worst team in baseball the rest of the way. Uh, which is still a possibility because uh, all of a sudden Cubs find themselves in last place in the NL Central, a half game behind Pittsburgh, a game behind uh, Cincinnati. So uh, you want to be in that bottom three uh, now that they have a new lottery system in place for the Major League Baseball draft because a top three or a bottom three record guarantees you a top three spot in the draft. Now you knew they weren't going to be very good coming into this year, but did you think they were going to be this bad? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, even even the optimist in me thought eh, maybe they can hang around 500 for a bit and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I thought at best Cubs were going to win 75 games this year. And uh, I don't know what they're on pace. They're 19 or 21 games under 500. They're on pace to go. I don't know what they're on pace to go, but uh I don't think they're on pace to lose a hundred games, but it'll be pretty close by the end of the year. I think they'll win, they'll lose 92 to 97, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I mean, they came into the year with a career minor leaguer starting at first career, minor leaguer starting at third career, minor leaguer starting in center field. Um, pitching was supposed to be better and it, it's, it's been better. Their, their bullpen was solid uh, all year, really. Um, the rotation was going to be a struggle. Um, say a Suzuki had a great first few weeks and he hasn't done a whole lot since, um, uh, Marcus Stroman had an injury, but he's, he's been really good here lately. Um, a couple good things of note, Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson's development. Steele has been one of the better left-handed pitchers in, um, the national league this year. Keegan Thompson's been fantastic out of the bullpen or in the rotation. So those are kind of guys you can build around in that rotation and hopefully they can come into next year as legitimate big league starters. Um, Kyle Hendricks being injured hurt as well because he could have been uh, sought after at the trade deadline, likely going to shut him down for the year. I would, I would guess. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I think most Cubs fans thought they'd be uh they'd be pretty terrible this year. Field of dreams game this week against the Reds. Yeah. Two of the uh, worst teams <laughs> in the national league. Get to play uh, in the in the cornfield, a really cool event where it was it was Yankees White Sox last year, right. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it was an it was an awesome game. Tim Anderson had a walk off homer for the White Sox. Um, really cool atmosphere. A bunch of people tuned in. Not sure how many people are going to be tuning in this week to watch a team that's 19 games under 500 and a team that's 21 games under 500. <laughs> uh, square square off and in, uh, in Iowa. Reds are wearing cool uh, uniforms. Reds are wearing cool uniforms. Cubs are wearing 1930s throwbacks. Okay, I didn't see um, that. So, yeah, it, it'll be a pretty cool <clears throat> uniform matchup. Uh, but some other Cubs news here. Jed Hoyer just announced literally right before the show that um, they're shutting Jason Hayward down for the season. 
and that he will not be on the roster next year, uh, which is which is big news because he's under contract next year. Uh, Jed just pretty much said we want to get some of these younger guys some at bats, and Hayward completely understood. Um, so they're gonna let him kind of seek out a team he wants to potentially be traded to. Uh, it's, it's easier said than done. Uh, no one wants to take on that Hayward contract. So Cubs might just have to eat it all just to um, kind of do right by Hayward and give him another shot at the major league level. I mean, you look at his last three years with the Cubs, he hit 204 with one homer this year, 214 last year with eight homers. Had an okay 2020 at 265 with six homers. Uh, that was by far the best year of his Cubs tenure, and it was only 50 games because it was short, and so it was a small sample. Um, so that was a that was a signing that uh, did not work out too well uh, for the Cubs, unfortunately, because Jason Hayward's such a good dude, likable guy, uh, great teammate, uh, great clubhouse guy. Uh, he just he didn't hit enough. He he just didn't hit, and he'll he'll mainly be known for his uh, speech in uh, in between the ninth and tenth inning of the uh, 2016 World Series. Uh, but other than that, he was a pretty terrible postseason performer for the Cubs, too. Um, in, in his career, he went 20 for 128 in the postseason for a 156 batting average. Uh, that's pretty bad. But uh, good. you look you look at his career, you thought he was going to be an absolute superstar, and the only all-star game he ever made was his rookie year. That was the only one. Hadn't been the fa- um, same, really, since he got hit in the face. No, he, he really hadn't been. Not he had a pretty offense, good offensive year in 2015 with yeah. the uh Yeah, he he was okay in 2015 with the Cardinals, but uh Cubs tried to uh tinker swing a little bit to unlock some power that they thought he had and uh they should have just let him be cuz uh he was he was awful. He only had two seasons where he was at um major league average as far as hitting or better and that was 2019 and 2020 2019 was right at major league average and then of course 2020 it was the shortened small sample season uh where he was 29 percent above league average ops plus um so it's it's an end of an era it uh it should have happened a while ago but i'm glad they're finally uh, pulling that band-aid off um wish obviously wish uh, Jason Hayward, nothing but the best because uh, really likable guy. And and I, I just hated the fact I started to resent him instead of uh, David Ross for continuing to play him every day and Jed Hoyer for keeping him on the roster. Because that's, that's not, that wasn't fair to Hayward <clears throat> whatsoever because, again, super likable guy. Uh, but he uh, he will no longer be on the roster, and I, uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, he had, I mean, he, he had some... Decent moments as a Cub. He had a, that walk-off grand slam against the Phillies in 2018. Walk-off homer against uh, the Marlins in 2019. He had a huge homer, a three-run homer, go-ahead homer off Josh Hader in Milwaukee. And I believe that was 2020. Um, but other than that, it just it didn't go well. And I'm, I'm glad it's over. Yep. All good um, things elsewhere. must in, but maybe not. Good things yep. in, the, in this in this sense. all bad things hopefully come to an end as well. And this was a bad thing. Um, I'll swear more on Soto talk here. Oh, go ahead. Say that again. Nope, I was just gonna get a little Yankee talk that uh, Yankees have uh, hit a little bump in the road. They haven't won a game in a week. Yeah, uh, Mariners got the best of them, and the Cardinals got the best of them. Did you know, Jay? Man, the Cardinals are the first National League team to finish a three-game sweep of the Yankees in fifteen years. 
National League teams have swept the Yankees just four times since interleague play began in 1997. That's absurd. Who was it that did it? Is that? I did not list the four teams. Yeah. Um, I actually have a Yankee stat here. Uh, Over the last 39 games, um, the Cubs are 18 and 21. Same record as the Yankees. Over the last 39 mm-hmm. games, they're both 18 and 21. Um, so I hit, hit a little bit of a log. You know, if you're going to do it, happen, make it happen in July and August. True. Um, the year the Cubs <clears throat> won the World Series, they had a stretch right before the All-Star break where they lost 15 of 20, and they didn't even have the best record at the All-Star break, but then they went scorched earth. Um Really, after the trade deadline, I think they won 14 in a row at some point. So if you're going to have a law, this is usually the time teams do it, too. The dog days of August is what they call it. Um, it's kind of rough. Uh, these guys are kind of getting burned out a little bit. Injuries are taking a toll. Um, and then usually when September hits, the juices start flowing a little bit, knowing the postseason's right around the corner. True. Um, I have another Juan Soto note here. Uh, Juan Soto has 468 walks in his career. Let's see if he still has 468 walks. I wonder if he walked again. 469 walks now in his career, which is the most ever by a player before turning 24. Um, He tied uh, Ted Williams and uh, Mel Ott. Um, or he tied Ted Williams. Sorry, Mel Ott has 466. But Ted Williams had 468. Juan Soto passed uh, Ted Williams last night for most walks ever before turning 24. So uh, That's quite a few just, walks. I mean, there's so many Juan Soto stats. Yeah. By, by the time his career is over, we'll be talking Juan Soto stats like we talked Tony Gwynn stats or Barry Bonds or Mike Trout um, stats. But um, Well, I got two trivia yeah, questions for baseball. you. Yeah, let's hear it. So it was baseball related, since and then I'll let you get get uh, around the league. These are my other two potential birdie or bogey questions I did not go with. So Max Scherzer had his 109th career 10 strikeout game over the weekend, breaking a tie with Pedro Martinez for fourth most all time. Mm-hmm. Who are the three pitchers ahead of him? Roger Clemens. Yes, he's Randy third, Johnson. Second. And Nolan Ryan. First. I'm I knew very- that was too easy. Well, I was going to use that as my birdie bogey if I was doing birdie bogey this week. So I'm really glad you did that because I was going to use it next week. <laughs> so I saw that one. Dang it. <laughs> well, here's the other one. Um, and my dad wanted me to use this one, but I didn't want to use this. He said, "Look, looking over to the all-time leaders and home runs for every MLB team, I noticed that only two of the 30 players ever played for the Cubs. One is Sammy Sosa, who had 545 home runs for the Cubs. Name the other player who leads a franchise in career home runs that actually played for the Cubs during their career. That leads a franchise in career home runs. Leads a franchise in career home runs that played with the Cubs. Oh, man, that's a really good question. Did it happen in our lifetime? Yeah. And I didn't like this question. That's why I didn't use it. But now I'm wishing I would have. Shoot. Um, that led. I, I want to say somebody like Fred McGriff, but I don't know 
who he would have be a franchise leader in home runs for. Um, maybe even Joe Carter with the Blue Jays. I don't know. I don't know. Luis Gonzalez, two hundred twenty-four oh, for the Diamondbacks, Arizona. Which yeah. I feel like we kind of talked He's about that up. on a episode. He was on the Word Association, and yeah. we talked about him playing as a Cub for a little bit. So I didn't. I thought that was hitting a yeah. little too close. So darn it. <laughs> you stomped me. I, I might give myself a birdie just for none, or nope, a bogey just nope. for none. Nope. nope, you got two stroke lead the fairway. We'll see if you can make it three at the end of the show. We'll back to your, back to your talk around the league. Sorry. Um, I mean, I was just gonna say it's gonna be quick here. Um, as you, as you said, Yankees hitting a little bit of a lull. They have the same record as the Mets. Still thirty one mm-hmm. games over five hundred. Nine and a half game lead on Toronto. They're pretty safe. Um, I, I elsewhere the though, Mets. Dodgers. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I think we're on a little bit of a no, that's uh, okay. delay. One of us is a little quicker than the other on the, oh. on the speed. I can't okay. tell who it is, but uh, did you see that video of the clo- Mets closer making his run through yeah. through the bullpen? That was pretty cool. Uh, uh, some people are saying they think that's the best entrance of all relievers of all time. It's up there. Um, it's up there. I, I was at a Cubs-Mets game in Wrigley. And it was fifty percent Mets fans, and they all did like the tune Comfort. of it uh, while while he was running in. Um, Inter Sandman, obviously good. Um, well, Hell's Bells, Hell's Bells was, was Trevor good. Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman, yeah. Um, what was Eric Gagne's? Did, didn't he have one? He had Game or he Over or something. Something that said Game yeah, Over. Yeah, I don't I know think. if it was a song. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Billy Wagner had a song too, and I can't remember what it was, but his was pretty good. What would yours um, be? If you were a dominant closer and you got to pick a running song, oh, man, a tune that just gets you juiced and puts fear in the hitters. Um, man, I have no idea. Um, what's that know. Led? Ze- There's a Led Zeppelin song uh, that I that I always say would be my, um, like walk. Was it like a shoot? I a Black Dog maybe uh, by Led Zeppelin's a good one. Um, I think I think that's the one uh, that I would choose. Um, man, that's a good question. Though. I've I I have no idea. There's there's got to be like a good song that I'm forgetting. Yeah, I I thought knowing you, you'd play some like Beethoven sympathy thing to, to throw <laughs> off to everybody, lull them to sleep. I <laughs> I know at um, University of Illinois basketball games when the Opposing team is warming up. The DJ plays like slow jams, um, mm. like slow R and B music uh, to throw them off. Usually doesn't work because Illinois doesn't win a lot of home games. It felt like uh, back when they started doing that at the end at, at the end of the gross era. <laughs> I was gonna say they won quite um, a few now. But, uh, so. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what, what would yours be. I, I really don't know. That's why I was asking you. I I was thinking about this earlier today when I was was. We had the idea to think this, ask this question, and I just can't. I can't think. No, I I want it to be like perfect, and I I can't think of a perfect song. I know um, former Cubs reliever, I forget his name. He was a lefty. He he had um, I I can't even remember the song. It's a Blink One Eighty Two song from American Pie that he played. Um, that that I thought was awesome, but um, I don't even remember what his name was. Or the song. It's it's such a terrible Monday for me. My brain is not working. Week 182 American Pie song, you said? Yes. Um, 
What is that song called? A mutt. Mutt. There it is. Yep. No. Um, I forget the Cubs reliever. He's he's a terrible reliever for the Cubs, but I always thought his walk up song was great. Yeah. Uh, that was about the only redeeming quality of him. Um, but elsewhere <clears throat> around baseball, the Cardinals are hot. They now have a two game lead over Milwaukee. Uh, Twelve games over five hundred. Um, they're looking good. Milwaukee's struggling ever since they traded Josh Hader to the Padres. There's another deal the Padres made. It was straight for Josh Hader. Um, the clubhouse there in Milwaukee did not like that trade whatsoever. Thought it was a dumb one, and um, they're showing it. I think they lost a series of the Reds over the weekend at home. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, St. Louis kind of runs away with that uh, in the National League Central, unfortunately. Um, Phillies though, still 12 games over 500. They're two games up in a wild card spot. Um, Braves are still in good shape. So, uh, and the Mariners are still hanging on, uh, by a thread there. And I'm, I'm rooting for the, I'm rooting for a Mariners Padres world series. That would be crazy. Yeah. So I think that's all baseball guy. I, I rambled a bunch tonight. So I apologize. Hey, we need it. We that. need it. So it's all good. All, all right. good stuff. <clears throat> all good stuff. Well, I was looking earlier today before the for our show at our 2020 or our, our 22 bowl predictions for 2022 i have them updated so i thought i'd bring them up see how we're doing i'll bring yours up first here and i got yours the ones that are already wrong and red the ones in black are either already correct or haven't been determined yet so looking at here on on the Screen, uh, your first one is the MLB and MLBPA would come to an agreement by the end of January. That did not happen. No, I think it was early March is when they finally uh, finally got a deal. So uh, a few months off. But at, no, at least they did, though. <clears throat> it, would, it would be a miserable summer if they didn't. Your number two is the Cubs uh, would sign Carlos Correa or Trevor Story. Neither of those happened. Uh, I think uh, Carlos Correa might be coming this offseason once Correa yeah. opts out. Number three was the Chicago Bulls would be the one seed in the Eastern Conference. They folded late. Yes, they Big did. time. You got your number four right, though, that Aaron Rodgers would be a Green Bay Packer come week one. You ignored all the buzz there. Yep. Number five, only four Big Ten teams would make the NCAA tournament. I mean, we made it. I think we had eight, didn't we? So, yeah, it, it, it grew pretty fast as yeah, uh, it did. February went on. Yeah. Didn't look like Iowa was going to make it. Then they got hot. Michigan got hot. Yeah. You uh, thought we'd get a rematch in the Super Bowl in February of the of Kansas yeah. City and Tampa Bay. Neither team made it. Nope. Uh, for next year, uh, NFL playoffs, you say the number one seed in the NFC will not win a playoff game. I did say that? For the upcoming. Oh, gotcha. I think for the upcoming, I think I think that's what it's for for the upcoming playoffs. Mm. So we won't know that one until twenty twenty three. Right. And same thing for your number eight. At least one wild card team will play in the championship game. Mm. Number nine. This one you can put almost on here every year. Roy McIlroy. Uh, you thought he'd win the Masters. <laughs> it's it's going to be on there for twenty twenty three. I tell you didn't, that didn't happen. Uh, number ten. You thought Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and David Ortiz would make the Hall of Fame. You're right with one of those. Yeah, it's. Um... Or Ortiz was a mentioned PED guy as well, but the media liked David Ortiz a lot more and they liked the rocket and Barry Bonds. So that's why David Ortiz gets in over those guys, even though he wasn't nearly as good as either of them. Number 11, you thought Zach Thomas would finally make the NFL hall of fame. 
His time is coming, and it's probably going to be this year. I'm going to put it on there again. I was going to say, you're going to have that one on there next year. Mm-hmm. Number 12, this was close. You said Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Deshaun Watson would all be traded. Two of three. I saw um, Colin Coward said he thinks the Vikings will run away with the NFC North this year because just don't Kirk see Cousins it. finally has an offensive coach. I just don't see it. Could Me be wrong, though. Number 13, you said the Golden State Warriors would win the NBA championship. Got that one. They did. Number 14, you're saying that Alabama will not play in the national championship game. So you're going to have to remember that in our college football preview show Mm -hmm. in two weeks. Number 15, you uh, were predicting that Flat Guerrero Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. would be the MVPs. Yeah, neither will win it. I would say right now it'd be be Goldschmidt and probably Aaron Judge. You said the San Francisco Giants would not make the playoffs. It's a pretty good prediction right now. Uh, for the first time since 2017, you said no Big Ten basketball coaches would get fired, and you were right. Technically, I was right because Mark Turgeon left, didn't he, before yep. I even did it. Huh? Yeah, he left well, during the yeah. season. Yeah, so, and Danny Manning right. doesn't count. because <clears throat> Right. Yeah. Uh, for this upcoming football season, another one you got to remember for our, our uh, mm-hmm. college football preview show, you said every Big Ten West team will make a bowl. I think everyone has a shot except Northwestern. <laughs> they could still guess. find a way to get six wins. They could easily find a way to get six wins. I think Illinois has a real good shot to get six wins this Fitz, year. Fitzgerald mm-hmm. usually pulls things together when his teams does. have high expectations. Uh, you said uh, the Big Ten will have its first Heisman Trophy winner since 2006. C.J. Stroud, I believe, is what I yes um, a, said. That's, which, that's hmm. a favorite pick amongst a lot yep. of people. You said Joe Burrow will be the MVP winner next year. Mm-hmm. Said no Big Ten teams would advance past the Sweet 16, and you were right. Both yeah. Purdue and uh, Michigan got there, and they both yeah, lost. pathetic. And we will have to see if the Toronto Blue Jays end up winning the World Series. They have a shot. They have a shot. They'll probably be in at least. Get in the playoffs, you got a shot. That's right. Now let's see how I'm faring here. Uh, number one, I said the 2022 MLB season would not start on time, and it did not. Yeah. So yeah. I was right. They are going to get all 162 in at least. Uh, my second was I said Ben Roethlisberger would retire, and he did. Number three was like yours. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would be a Packer come week one. We weren't buying all the buzz out there. Nope. Number four, I said the ACC would have four or less teams make the NCAA tournament. I think they had four right on the dot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and um, one of them was Virginia Tech, and they probably wouldn't have made it had they not won. Virginia Tech, Miami, Duke, and North Carolina. Yeah, won the ACC tourney. Or did they win? Uh, Or did they lose to Duke? Anyway, go ahead. No, they won it. They won the ACC tournament. That's what I thought. Uh, Number five, I said Purdue would be the only team from Indiana to make the NCAA tournament. I was wrong. The Hoosiers made it. In Notre Dame, which was kind of in shocking. Dame. Yes, yeah. they both went uh, on a both run. playing games. But. Number six, I said Russell Wilson would not be a Seattle Seahawk come week one. I'm glad I was right about that. He's a Denver Bronco. <laughs> uh, this one is not wrong or right yet. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be wrong. But I said Peyton Manning will become a part owner of the Denver Broncos. They keep adding more part owners, though. Lewis Hamilton, the uh, legendary F1 driver, is now part mm-hmm. owner of the Broncos. So. Condalina Rice is one, so I will see. Uh, I was wrong on this one. I thought a golfer on the PGA Tour would complete the career grand slam. Nope. I thought the Big Ten would have one team make the Final Four. Wasn't even close. 
Not even close. I, I thought Carson Wentz would be the Colts' starting quarterback up week one. He is now on the Commanders as Matt Ryan as the Colts' quarterback. Number eleven, I don't think is going to end up becoming true, but I, it's not. It's not there yet. I, I said Sean Watson would not play in twenty twenty two. I think they're appealing the suspension to get it more. So you might be yeah. right. It's Number 12 was wrong. I forgot to highlight it. I said the Indiana Pacers would have a top five pick in the NBA draft. They had number six, of course. <laughs> Number 13, I'm predicting that this upcoming season, 2022, will be Bill Belichick's last season. Sounds like there is a little bit of buzz of that happening, too. <clears throat> Number 14, I said the Seattle Mariners would make the playoffs for the first time since 2001. They're in the playoff spot right now. Number 15, I said the Chicago White Sox would not make the playoffs. They are not in a spot right now, so that could be good. <laughs> Number 16, I said this year would be Aaron Boone's last season as the Yankees manager. If they get put out in the divisional series this year, it might yep. be. Yep. I said I went real bold here. said Purdue would win the Big Ten West. We will see. Bold. I said 2022 will be Tom Brady's last season. I actually had to go back and make that one uh, in black again because I had it in red because <laughs> previously he had retired. So. Uh, number 19, I was pleasantly surprised in this one. I said Kenny Pickett would be the first quarterback drafted in the 2022 NFL draft, and he was the only quarterback selected yeah. in the first round. It's a terrible quarterback draft. I was wrong in this one saying Bryson DeChambeau would win the Masters. 21, still hanging on by a thread. I said Ricky <laughs> Fowler would win a PGA Tour tournament. Thought his season was all said and done this week when he missed the cut in the Wyndham Championship but he made the 125th spot out of 125 golfers for the FedEx Cup. (laughs) A few guys had to collapse on Sunday, and they did, and he got in. So right on the dot, he's still playing at least this week. (laughs) Still hanging on there, but that will probably be red here soon. And 22 was my farthest, most bold one. The NBA would bring back the Seattle Supersonics. I think I'm about two or three years away from that one. Yeah, hopefully it happens, though. I think it'll happen. Yeah. Um, you want some word association here? Let's do it. Last week I gave Webby NFC starting quarterbacks. This week, you know, I'm gonna make it easy. AFC starting quarterbacks. I know you've done this for me, I think, but I've never done it for you. Yeah, I don't recall. Um, so starting in the AFC East with Josh Allen. Oh man, Uh, top five quarterback in the league, rising fast. Uh, I was off the mark with him. I thought he was gonna be a bust. I thought he was gonna be a big, strong on quarterback from a non-power five conference you know ripped it up a wyoming i i was fearful the broncos were going to take him and then he was just going to be a bust and because la loved himself some tall quarterbacks but man was i wrong he is money and he's fun to watch he's made the bills must watch tv Who, yeah. when's the last it, time we can say that about the bills in a minute uh maybe sean mcdermott has a lot to do with his development true. as well so who knows if he would have ended up somewhere else if he'd even be nearly as good as what he is now True. Um, I think he, he has the best betting odds to win MVP this year, too. Stupid bug flying around um, my head in here. It's driving me nuts. Mac Jones. Mac <clears throat> Jones. Jury's still out on Mac. First mm-hmm. half of the year last year, I'm like, oh, man. Patriots got themselves another good one. Then the league kind of caught up to him. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But uh, big year for him this year, I think. I've read so many stories about New England. So they lose Josh McDaniels, and they just don't hire an offensive coordinator. And um, the guy who's been calling offensive plays so far is, why am I struggling? The former Lions head coach wears the the thing in the pencil in the ear. Um, 
former defensive coordinator in New England. What's his name? Oh, Patricia, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. He's the one been calling plays for New England. I didn't know and, he's back there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's back there. And it's been such a horrendous training camp so far. The offense is misjoint, disjointed. Um, they look terrible, supposedly, uh, which you just hate to see it. They'll, yeah. they'll be ready by week one. Yeah, hate to hear that. Uh, but uh, sounds like it's going pretty awful so far, this uh, this training camp. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Great college quarterback. Um, I mean, I'll never forget the throw he made over Georgia against Georgia in the in the mm. college championship. Uh, big year for him. He's got some new weapons. He's got the fastest guy in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, to his advantage. We'll see if he can stay healthy. We'll see what he can do. And it'll be interesting. Uh, the Dolphins got off to a bad start, but still thought they had a team that could make the playoffs. They might pull him for check down Teddy. Yeah. They absolutely might. There's zero excuse for Tua this year. So it's going to be a- – it's going to be a fun one to watch play out. Um, Zach Wilson, although they say Joe Flacco is pushing him, which is sad. That's scary. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's real scary. Yeah, Zach Wilson, uh, Twitter said he's got some dog in him, so I'll leave it at that. Next. Yeah, um, man, I came, they said Joe Flacco's like neck and neck with him. That's that's bad. Yeah, not neck and neck with him. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Cool, man. Uh Almost got Cincinnati a Super Bowl title. Mm-hmm. Got just that he got him there is great. I hope he comes back healthy. Um, I, I mean, I think he's going to. You know, after his appendix thing, he's out running, so I think he'll be fine. But um, expecting a big season from him and the Bengals. Well, first time I've said that in a long time. Could see maybe a um, maybe a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover in a sense. I could see it, but mm-hmm. I still think they're the team to beat in that division. Well, I don't know. I kind of like the Ravens. Yeah, I do too. Who finished last, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Mitch Trubisky, although they say Mason Rudolph could win it, believe it or not. I forgot about Rudolph because I thought Pickett would be in the mix. You Me take too. a guy in the first round. Um, <laughs> I hope it works out for Mitch Trubisky. He seems like a good guy, but mm-hmm. I just I don't know if he'll be ever be anything more than a career backup. I agree. I, I don't expect much of the Steelers this year. Mm-mm. This is going to be no, Tomlin's biggest test. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, for the Browns, I'm going to say Jacoby Brissett for right now. Uh, it's not going to be a good year for the Browns. <laughs> if Brissett's got to play. It's going to be a good one. I think oh, it won't be a good man. one no matter what. I don't yeah. know what to expect out of Sean Watson, assuming he plays eventually, because taking a year off and coming back to the league as starting NFL quarterback is not mm-hmm. easy. Um, Browns got some expectations. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. handle it very well. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Big year for him, contract year. He wants more money, but mm-hmm. a former MVP. Um, I think he's a pretty good player. A lot of people mm-hmm. rip him for his passing ability, but I, I think he's pretty good, and I think the Ravens are going to be really good. A, a lot of people call him a system quarterback, but he is the system. Like, they yeah, don't run that offense without him. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> who cares if they're a system quarterback? If you yeah. win games, you win games. Yep. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, a guy that... I thought it was perfect fit for the Titans. They signed mm-hmm. that big contract or gave him a lot of money. And now I'm like, eh, I could see him getting replaced um, eventually by, uh, oh, help me out, uh, Malik Willis. Oh, yeah, Malik. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Tannehill, believe it or not, he has got two huge, massive contracts. Yeah, he has. He's made it well. Good he made for a lot of money stuff. for uh, being. He doesn't have okay. a lot of weapons in there anymore. No. I mean, Derek Henry's still a beast, but he's getting older. I don't know. I, I, I at one time thought the Titans, the AFC South was still theirs to lose, but I'm not picking them anymore to win that no, division. Me either. Um, Matt Ryan. That's who I'm picking to win it. Spoiler for my NFL uh, 
Matt Ryan. It's interesting. There's some reports out of Indy that he's rubbing some teammates the wrong way. Really? That could be a good thing because mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's taking over and doing the, the things his way. You know, I don't think Carson Wentz really did that. No, which I assume Philip Rivers was kind of like Matt Ryan in that sense right. too, which is why oh, I forget he even played Colts. for the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Houston's quarterback, I think, is going to be Davis Mills. Yeah, they like him. Um, Stanford Tree, Stanford yeah, Cardinal. That's which, all I really got to say about him. I, yeah, he wasn't bad in his no. short stint last year. They don't have any expectations. Um, no, Lovey's their coach for one year. I can't imagine he'd last more than a year. But oh uh, my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I think he's going to have a good year. I think mm-hmm. last year was just a cluster for him. Uh, the Urban Meyer situation didn't help him at all. Um, he's kind of thrown into the fire. I think he's got a good quarterback coach firm in Doug Peterson now. Yes. I think we'll good see, a, see a big step forward out yeah. Trevor. And, and I think, I think the Jaguars are coming. I think they're mm-hmm. a couple years away, but two to three years from now, I think they'll be, they'll be trouble for some people. Yeah. I think Doug Peterson's a really good fit I in too. Jacksonville. Uh, Patty Mahomes. Hate him, but he's good. Uh, <laughs> actually, his brother just really annoys me and his wife. Yeah, but I'm interested to see what he can do without Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I know it's only one weapon, and they you know got some other speed around him. They still got Travis Kelsey, but you're adding another year of age to a lot of these guys. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he can yeah. get away with scrambling yeah. out around for his life and chucking one seventy yards anymore when he doesn't have somebody that can run under and get it. Right, uh, Derek Carr. Once again, don't like him just because the team he plays for. I actually think he's a really good guy. I think he's a very yeah. underrated quarterback. I think the Raiders are very smart getting him locked up with a deal. Um, we'll see how he, he and McDaniels will get along. But uh, And it helps being able to throw to Devontae Adams. Yeah, well. that's too. That's going to be – I mean, the NFC, or the AFC West man's loaded. Yeah, it's, it's loaded, loaded, loaded. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert. One of the rising stars in the league. I mean, I – I disregard some people that have him ranked in the top five of quarterbacks, uh, but I definitely think he's top 10. And mm. I think he'll be top five probably after this year. I just want to see him win something. I know that's not right. always the quarterback's fault, but the Chargers should be pretty good. He's got some weapons, got good defense to go with him. Um, I mean, you just got to watch him one game. You you can tell the, the kid's the real deal. Miami right. should have taken him. Not that two of, two of my work should've out, but they, they should have taken him. No, nope, I'm with you. Should have taken him. Final one here, Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> everybody's starting to do that now <laughs> so cheesy it is and now everybody's doing it even if it's just to make fun of them or just to be serious it's yeah yeah that is it for oh, um, we flew through yeah. yeah and the word association segment is brought to you by proforma print to promo group if you're looking for a trustworthy dependable resource for your next trade show company picnic or sales meeting they have over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print they strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. I have not done a book it yet here. So the J-Man's book prediction of the week is um, preseason games for the most part start this weekend. And I'm yep. predicting to a tongue of Iloa throws one touchdown. At least one touchdown. Well, I think Not you're sure going to say like three picks or something. Yeah. Just ridiculous. 
J-Man's Book of Virginia of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers, Common Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. And this episode's also brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Dan Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing's Bar and Grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow focuses on freshness and quality. You can watch down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dan Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And we got one more segment before uh, we get circle around back to the birdie or bogey. And that's the On This Day, which is brought to you by Mooney's Woodcraft. And I've, I'm looking at the On This Day, J-Man, and it talks about the Davis Cup. You're wondering what that was last week. I thought it was sailing. It's tennis. I was off. Tennis. Tennis. Huh. But On This Day, 1920. It seems like it would be uh, sailing. I thought it was. I wonder what that is. Well, I'll look it up next week. I don't want to take the time to do it this week. On this day, 1920, the Tigers beat the Yankees 1-0 to in the shortest American League game. The game lasted 73 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's a quick Rob Rob Manfred be licking his chops. On this day in 1972, the New York Yankees signed a 30-year lease to play and remodel the Yankees Stadium, hmm. which has since been demolished and built in the new Yankee Stadium. I didn't own it. Yeah, I know. On this day in uh, 1976, the Chicago White Sox suited up in shorts. Yeah, that lasted not very long because guys were getting all scraped up. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. A lot of lost strawberries, raspberries, whatever you want to call them. On this day, 1982, who won the PGA Championship? I'm going to go with old Jack. Good guess. Ray Floyd won his second PGA Championship by three shots from fellow American Lonnie Watkins, Lanny Watkins. And that was at uh, Southern Hills where this year's um, was played. Uh, A lot of Carl Lewis and uh, uh, Carl Lewis stuff for the Olympics. On this day, 1985, baseball's new agreement permitted two new NL teams in 1993. Rockies and Marlins, right? I believe you're correct. On this day, 1988, the Cubs and Phillies attempt to play the first ever night game at Wrigley Field, but they rained down the fourth inning with the Cubs leading 3-1. to one. They played it the very next night. Uh, Greg Maddox in 88, though, he slid on the tarp uh, with the rain. So. On this day, 1990, Carlton Fisk tied Johnny Bench, hitting 327 home runs as a catcher. Old Carlton Fisk lives about three miles from my house. I'm thinking about oh, just going really? camping out there. Yeah. Um, I've been past his house. It's really nice. Get him on the uh, pod. Yeah. Get him on the pod. Me too. On this day, 1997, the Mariners, Randy Johnson, struck out 19 Chicago White Sox. So he had a 20-strikeout game and a 19-strikeout game. That's pretty good. Big unit. On this pretty day, good. 2004, John Elway was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, on this day in 2008, the Summer Olympic Games opened up in Beijing, China. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment this week, kind of short and sweet, which is brought to you by, like I said, Mooney Woodcrafts, which is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, from signs at the growth charts to custom pieces to make a great addition to any home, 
office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit their Instagram page at Mooney Woodcrafts, or you can also find them on Facebook. And for orders, contact them at MoodyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. All right, J-Man. Birdie or bogey, there's one active NFL quarterback that is the all-time leader for his team's their first team in passing yards. Who is that person? In passing yards? Yes. Who is or the touchdowns? only active quarterback who is the all-time leader in passing yards for the team they still play for? Yards. Shoot. I was thinking touchdowns the whole time. <laughs> um, I was looking at – or I wasn't looking. I was going through every single team in my head and who their starting quarterback was, and I had no idea – um, and the only person I can think of maybe because their quarterback history is not very good is Patrick Mahomes. You, sir, are getting a bogey. Oh, shoot. Back to uh one stroke lead. Who is it? Derek Carr. Oh, Las man. Vegas Raiders. Man, Rich Gannon had some good years. Yeah, their their history's been terrible too. I thought you would wise. go either Carr, Mahomes, or Cousins were the three I was thinking you might go Dude, with. I I was thinking Cousins, but they had Fran Tarkenton. Right. Um, who had a lot of passes. I think that's who Marino passed for all time. Well, Kenny Stabler yard. was with the Raiders for a while, but Gannon threw around yeah. what he did. So. Shoot, because I think Mahomes is the all time leader in touchdowns already in Kansas City. I think you're right. If I'm not mistaken. And I was I was thinking touchdowns the whole time. Son of a gun. Yep. Close. Close. So I'm That's back in the question. game because if you would have got that right and got three strokes ahead of me, I don't know if I would have caught up the rest of the year. So, oh man, that sucks. I can't have Thanks Episode for watching the Tanner Jamin show. Live on ISC Sports Night. Episode 300 next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday.